Now time for the BCHL Podcast, presented by Subway. Here's Finn Williams to end the game to the floor. Yeah. He scores! There's a backdoor play. What a goal! Zach Michaelis! Rolling puck in front. Tied up in skate. Rowan Clark with a heroic save. My goodness, Rowan Clark. What did you eat for pregame? Real balls, real shoot scores! Patrick for Nick Real. Donaldson driving the goal, wrapping around. He scores! Brilliant goal by Sean Donaldson. Schleppi to the goal. Once again, he scores! Oh my word, Tyler Schleppi with a dandy! Three on one. A move. Vito back to a move. What a save by May. Coming across with the left leg. My goodness. Hey there. Welcome to the BCHL podcast. I am your host, Jesse Adamson. We're back again. We have three great interviews for you today. But first, before we get to that, I want to remind everyone that the BCHL podcast is presented by Subway. Subway is a longtime partner of the BCHL, and we thank them for their continued support. All right, on deck today, like I mentioned, three interviews for you. First up, we speak with Victoria Grizzlies forward Matthew Wood. Second, we speak with Merritt Centennial's defenseman Tristan Allen. And to wrap up, we speak with BCHL alumnus Ethan Langenegger, who is at Lake Superior State University. We start things off with Matthew Wood, who is fresh off his appearance at the Capital City Challenge, uh, which is a U-17 tournament involving three Canadian U-17 teams and the Canadian national women's team as they prepare for the Beijing Olympics. Wood impressed in his short time there. He finished third in tournament scoring and led his team, which was Team Red, with seven points in five games. We chat with Wood about his time at the Capital City Challenge, what it was like to wear the Maple Leaf, and of course, get into his BCHL career. Wood is the BCHL's second leading scorer with 30 points in 14 games and is the leader in points per game with 2.14 per contest. We also cover his commitment to the University of Connecticut and his aspirations to one day play in the National Hockey League. All right, Matthew, you recently came back from the Capital City Challenge U-17 tournament in Ottawa. Uh, First things first, what was it like for you to don the Team Canada jersey in that uh, iconic Maple Leaf? Uh, It was pretty cool. Really good experience, you know, putting on the the Canada jersey and, uh, you know, just truly an honor to represent the country and it was a ton of fun too. So that was great. Yeah. You were there with, uh, along with some of the top U 17 players from Canada. Uh, what was it like to see your name amongst the best in the country and then, uh, to, to share the ice with them, compete with them and, and play, uh, play against them. What, what was that experience like? Um, I mean, it's super cool just to see like all the competition, but also, you know, make some friends and, uh, just really see what I'm up against because I'm sure a lot of those guys are going to be playing with and against each other in the future. Just good to get to know each other and make some friends and have some fun. Who were some of the guys that stood out to you as, as being um, really good players? Were there, was there anyone that kind of caught your eye that you were really impressed with their game? Um, I think definitely uh, Callum Ritchie and Zach Benson were really good. They're on team black. They worked well together. They're super skilled and they, they worked super hard. They were really good. And then uh, Bradley Nadeau, he was on my team. He was really good. I thought he was really good. He really surprised me. And he's on 10 Picton this year. So I was suspended for the game against him, but hopefully I'll get to play him again. 
So you were you were actually one of the standout players yourself in the tournament. You finished tied for third in uh, tournament scoring, seven points in five games, uh, tied for the team lead as well on Team Red. Uh, how did you feel you play out there? Um, I thought I played pretty good. I thought our team played pretty good too. I mean, I definitely obviously want to be the top scorer, but at the end of the day, the team did really well and you know, I had fun. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with the whole experience. Yeah. One of the unique parts of the tournament as well was the participation of the Canadian national women's team, um, who some BCHL fans and players are familiar with because they played a couple exhibition games against Cranbrook and trail, but, uh, they were part of that tournament playing against the three different U 17 teams. So, uh, that means you got to play against players like, uh, Marie Philippe Poulain, who is a, a hockey legend. So, uh, how was it for you, uh, playing against the women's team and, and some of those big names that, uh, are so well known? Yeah, it was really cool. It was really impressive to see them. Uh, super excited to watch them at the Olympics. They're, they're a great team, and you know, it was, it was a really cool experience getting to play them. So it's great. So the, the tournament wrapped up. You, your, your team made the final, uh, and it was on uh, Wednesday night. And then you were back on the ice with the Grizzlies on Friday for the first of a back-to-back. So uh, I'm assuming that must have been uh, kind of a whirlwind for you. How did you feel coming back to Victoria and having to play so quickly after that tournament ended? And I'm assuming a long travel day as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I was definitely excited to see everyone back in Victoria get back to you know normal normal life it was definitely a long travel day thursday but i was super excited to get back on the ice and just see everyone get back with the team and i mean we got back in the wind column this weekend which is nice so yeah you you uh, you seem to still have a lot of energy in the second of those back-to-back games you scored a hat trick in the 4-3 shootout win against chilliwack um were you um was it difficult to transition back to the bchl game or was it easy since you have just been playing a bunch of games in a row how did you find that uh that jump back into the bchl uh i didn't find it too hard i mean it was just just the travel was probably the hardest part. I mean, just getting back with people in Victoria, like Rick, what us, like really good chemistry with, they make it easy to jump back in the lineup. So it's, it's really nice to have that and just feel comfortable where I am. So earlier this week, you were named to the BCHL All-Star Game roster. Uh, you'll be participating in the outdoor three-on-three tournament in Penticton on January 15th. Uh, how excited are you to participate in that event and get to play on the outdoor rink? Yeah, I'm definitely definitely stoked to be in that. That's going to be super cool, three-on-three outdoors. That's what, that's what, I mean, that's a really cool experience, even if it's just fun with a couple of the boys that'd be unreal but the fact that it's bchl's holding an event like this is super special and super excited do you have much experience playing outdoor hockey or will this be kind of a a fairly new thing for you oh it's pretty new i had i used to live uh in new hampshire and minnesota had a bit of a small outdoor rink when i was a little kid so little bit of a throwback hopefully some memories come back and yeah i haven't been on an outdoor rink in a while so it'll be nice 
yeah, it's uh, excited to see that game uh, in about a month or so. Um, so I, I want to go back to last year, actually, when you made your uh, BCHL de- debut with the Grizzlies during the pod season. Uh, you came into that season as a 15-year-old. You produced right away. Uh, you had 13 points in 18 games. You were one of the more productive players on the Grizzlies. So um, how did you find that transition to junior hockey when you, you made the jump last year? Um, it was definitely tough. It's like, I think it's one of the biggest jumps there is for sure compared to midget, like, or I guess U18 now. Um, yeah, it was, I really appreciated like the Grizzlies, like Craig let me play last year and get my feet wet. Cause it's helping me so much this year. Like I don't have to get used to anything this year. I know what I'm expecting. And last year was just trying to get out <sighs> any of the rust and figure out what you have to do to be successful in the league. So I found it, I found it difficult, but I was definitely, I definitely needed it for this year. And I'm super thankful for the opportunity. Yeah. And then fast forward to this year, you're averaging over two points per game. You're second in league scoring. Um, how do you think that your game has developed since last year? And you mentioned that experience from the pod season, your rookie year helped you, but in what ways specifically in your game, do you think you've improved and developed from, uh, compared to last year? Um, I just, I took the summer and I just knew I had to get a lot stronger. And I feel like I did that. I feel like I got a lot faster. My shot got harder. I figured out a lot of little things that I had to do. Even recently, just watching games being suspended, like figuring out little things that help your game so much. And definitely, definitely tried to watch a lot of stuff that I did last year, fix it, and uh, just work on a, a lot of things this summer. And I think it's been it's been working pretty well. And I'm excited to keep going with you yeah and you mentioned uh chemistry with ellis rickwood who's a, a teammate of yours in victoria um so just curious why, why do you think uh you guys are able to have so much chemistry what is it about the two-year games that that gels so well together on the ice um i think we're pretty similar we're we're, we're different but we're similar in the same way and we're pr- pretty smart um he's a super smart player super easy to play with and you know, he's a great leader too. He does a lot of little things that go unnoticed and help, help make it super easy to play with them. So I think that definitely helps me. I don't know. I don't know about him being easy to play with me. <laughs> he definitely does a lot of work, but I love playing with him. Yeah. It seems to be working for both of you. Um, yeah. so, uh, last summer, we're going to go back a, a few months. You announced your commitment to the university of Connecticut. Um, why was that school, uh, and that program the best fit for you? Um, they, for me, they, they showed super high interest in me and I appreciated like how they knew my game. And then I got to know the coaches, loved the coaches. Um, you know, they, made me feel com- they made me feel super comfortable and made me feel like I could easily play for them and be happy to play for them and just yeah they took the time to really get to know like me and even my family so it was pretty much a no-brainer so you're a player who uh, I'm sure has had some options when it comes to what path you want to take in hockey um, so what's appealing to you about uh, the college hockey route um, I think for me, 
it's definitely the years after the, like after 17, 18, where you can play against 20 year olds, play against 21, 22, 23 year olds, not be playing as much and just really develop your game and get a lot stronger. I think even in the NHL now, a lot of guys are coming out of college now. It's getting super skilled. And I mean, I, I definitely feel like for me, I need the years after the draft to develop physically and even just skill wise on the ice, getting used to like college hockey, super fast. It's super, super skilled. It's, it's really good. And, you know, I'm excited to be able to play in that one day. And last question for you. You were talking about the draft just a second ago. So your draft year isn't uh, for another couple of years, but uh, there is a good chance that we'll hear your name called when that day comes. Uh, so what would it mean to you to be drafted by an NHL team? I know it's a, a little ways down the road uh, and it's not, nothing's a guarantee, but uh, what would it mean to you to, to actually have that happen? I mean, that would be super cool. I mean, every like, obviously, the goal isn't just to get drafted, it's to actually play and have a career and maybe win one day. But just that little stepping stone is super cool. It's, yeah, I don't even really know how to describe just thinking about it. But I mean, obviously, super happy, just super thankful for everything my family has done to even just get me to here. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, but. I think it would be like an unreal experience. Great. Well, uh, really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, it's been, uh, it's been great watching you on the ice this year. So um, congrats on your success so far and, and looking forward to see uh, what's coming next for you. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Big thanks to Matthew Wood for joining the podcast. Next up, we speak with Merritt Centennial's defenseman, Tristan Allen. Allen is in his second full season in the BCHL after making his debut in the pod season last spring. Allen has a goal and four assists through 17 games so far for the Centennials this year. And he was named as the Merritt representative for the BCHL's three-on-three all-star tournament, which takes place on January 15th. We had plenty to talk about with Alan, but uh, one of the main subjects was the flooding in Merritt and how that affected the team, uh, the community, and then ultimately the Centennials returned to Merritt last weekend where they ended up picking up their first win of the season in dramatic fashion uh, after an overtime win. On top of that, we talk about his outlook for the rest of the season, his aspirations to get a college scholarship, and much, much more. All right, Tristan. So uh, I, I guess we'll start with what happened a few weeks ago. Um, as most people know, there was some uh, serious flooding in Merritt uh, that, that took a, a pretty significant toll on the community there. Uh, there was an evacuation order in place for quite a while. Uh, when that flooding in Merritt first took place, uh, what was kind of the scene for you when it was going on? And, and maybe just describe how it personally affected you. Honestly, it was a very, uh, it was a very scary experience. Um, it honestly happened in a flash overnight. Like it, it took a matter of like five hours for the river being fined. Everyone having to be evacuated. So I was lucky enough to live like on a hill in Merritt, but one of my teammates actually barely made it out of his house with his car at 3am. So 
he definitely shook the core a little bit, but yeah, it was very scary. And then after, after that happened and you guys were kind of able to assess the damage and what, what, what was going on and it was clear that, that most people weren't able to stick around. So what did you guys do after that? I know some people returned home. Uh, some people headed to Kamloops. I believe you're from Kamloops. So uh, how, how did that play out for you afterwards? Yeah, so when we got the evacuation order, actually everyone kind of came to Kamloops. So at my household, I actually had three teammates crammed into my house, but also Dave Shazowski and Ben Ward had up to like six plus guys in living in their house. Just We were just in Kamloops practicing, waiting for the order to go back. And then when you guys had that time in Kamloops, like what was it like? Were you guys kind of rallying together? I imagine it was probably a little difficult to to keep the focus on hockey, even though you guys are practicing. Um, how did you guys handle that when, when it came back to getting on the ice and, and um, maybe putting the focus a little bit back on hockey? Yeah, our definitely, our focus definitely was on merit. We weren't sure what the damage or anything was, but we, they've kept us focused and on practice and stuff. I think after all the disaster, I know it was devastating and all, but I think we definitely got closer as a team just because we were all together, lots of team dinners and yeah, it honestly got us a lot closer. Yeah. You mentioned your, your coach, Dave Chazowski and how he was hosting a whole bunch of guys at his place and uh, a couple of the, your other teammates as well. But what, what can you say about Dave and how he handled it? And I know he was responsible for getting groceries for a lot of the households and maybe just let us know how, um, how, what role he played in all of this. Uh, Dave was awesome. He uh, like no panic at all. He kind of told everyone that he wants them in Kamloops that's the safest place we can be and he probably would have took the whole team if he could which is funny but yeah he was great he handled the situation perfect I don't think we could have done it any other way and yeah honestly he did a great job and then just less than two weeks later, you guys were back on the ice for game in Penticton. Um, I, I know the result wasn't maybe what you wanted in that game, but uh, how important was it for you and your teammates to get back on the ice in game action um, and uh, and play uh, your next game after that? Yeah, it definitely wasn't the result that we wanted. The game was kind of up in there if we were going to play, if we're not, but we, de- we definitely wanted to play. We kind of wanted to get our mind off of the whole merit situation. So it was great to be back on ice. We definitely battled, but it wasn't what we wanted, but I was happy. Yeah. And then fast forward to last Friday night, you guys uh, were back in your home arena. You made your return to the Nicola Valley Memorial arena, play in front of your home fans for the first time since the flooding. Uh, well, we can talk about that, the game itself in a, in a minute, cause that's kind of a story on its own. But um, besides the, the on ice product, what was the atmosphere like at the rink and around town and knowing that you guys were back in town and, I know there's there's still lots of fallout to deal with, but uh, just knowing that things were kind of getting closer to back to normal. So what what was that scene like? Uh, it was awesome. The town was the town's super supportive of us. We were actually in the community a lot helping out. So when it came to game time, they they came and supported us, which was awesome to see. And yeah, we they the community is amazing. They're the best I've ever been a part of, and I can't thank the fans enough. Yeah, what type of things were you guys doing in the community? Um, 
to help out with with the damage and stuff like that and the recovery what types of things were you and your teammates engaged in yeah for like the past two weeks so in the morning at like 8 30 we would go to the grocery store actually and the grocery store was donating like uh canned water water bottles and like food and stuff so we would take we would pack that into like a big truck and they would haul that to either the community church or NVIT where we would take it over there and we'd have it all on display for anyone that is in need from the flood or just anyone in general so and then after that we would go to NVIT after practice and People were donating clothes, so we would help sort the clothes in between, like, boy, girl, men, swimwear, and, like, clothes for winter. So we had a busy day, but it was definitely, Merritt definitely needed us, so we had to step up. And then getting to the game itself on that that first game back, uh, you ended up getting your first win of the year in dramatic fashion, an overtime goal against the Wenatchee Wild. Kind of the perfect return for you guys, uh, your first game back in town in front of the fans, got to give them that experience. So what was that like? What was that feeling like knowing that you guys clinched the first win in in such a special environment as well? Uh, It was a great win because the the game was, for funds, we're going to the flood reef. So was, I'm glad that we won that game. And it was the first time we saw Wenatchee, so we weren't ex- we weren't sure what to expect, but we battled hard for 60 minutes. And going into OV- overtime was a little nerve-wracking, but we kept it together. And uh, Ben pulled it out, and we got the game winner and also ended up getting a Patrick with that goal. So it's great timing for merit honestly yeah it was such a great story for you guys in the city um okay we can uh we can move on from uh the the flooding and, and that situation now i uh, just want to talk a little bit about uh your kind of come up in the bchl so uh this is your second season in the league you made your debut during the pod season last year uh but when when you were making that debut how did you find that transition into junior hockey uh, the transition was, it was, it was hard, but I was definitely prepared, prepared for it. Something I always wanted to do was play in the BCHL and then next Div 1, but it took me about a 10 or 12 games in the pod season to figure out the pace and physicality of it. But after that, I thought I settled in and kind of found my game, so. Yeah, and how about this year? Do you feel even more comfortable this year? I know you were you were still a regular last year, but you like you mentioned, you're a rookie trying to find your footing. But is it just safe to say that you're even more comfortable now in your second season? Uh, yes, I, I believe I'm a lot more comfortable this year. I've, I've trying to do more with the puck this year and help out my team as much as I can with trying to put pucks in the back of the net. So I, I definitely feel like I've grown a lot from last year and hopefully keep getting better and better every day. Yeah. And it's kind of showing as well. You, uh, you were recently named the Centennials representative for the BCHL's three on three outdoor all-star tournament coming up in January. Uh, what was your, your reaction when you heard the news that you'd be representing the Centennials at that event? Uh, I was, I was truly honored to be selected to represent not only the town of Merritt, but for my team as well. Uh, it was, came to a shock but like i was i was well well excited for that so i'm looking forward to playing against these great players from other teams and also getting to know them 
very exciting. Um, and, and how excited are you to actually play in the three on three outdoor game? I know it's a bit of a unique, uh, a unique setting. Did you get to play much on outdoor rinks when you were growing up? Um, are you used to doing that at all? What's your feeling around getting to play on the outdoor rink? Uh, I, I actually, a lot during the COVID season, I was, um, outdoor on the outdoor ice. So, uh, three on three comes natural to me actually. So I'm, I'm excited I'm not sure if it's going to be a smaller or a full rink, but either way, it should be a lot of fun, especially outdoor wearing our retro jerseys. That will be awesome. Um, so you mentioned earlier your goal was to play in the BCHL and then to, to play Div 1 hockey. So that's kind of where I want to go to wrap up here. Um, the goal of most BCHL players is to earn that Division 1 scholarship, and, and you're a player who's also working towards that. So um, you mentioned it earlier, so I know you do put some thought into it, but how much how much thought goes into it to, during the year? Are you just trying to focus on your game? How do you uh, How do you handle that situation? Uh, it's been a goal of mine for a long time to uh, get a division one scholarship. I think it would be a dream come true, honestly, suit up for any D one school, but it takes process and you can't focus on the big things. It's the little steps. So I just been focusing on developing my game to get better and better every single day. So as long as I work on that, I, I hope it'll come, but you never know. All right. The last question, uh, I mentioned you guys got your, your first win the other day. I know it's obviously been a tough season uh, when it comes to results, but uh, what, what types of things are you guys working towards to, to improve the team? And, and how do you think you can uh, maybe bounce back a little bit here um, in the, the rest of the schedule for the rest of the year? Yeah, we've been working hard all season. It's just we get away from our game that time, so... We just need to focus on what what our jobs is and just working hard for 60 minutes. That's where I feel like we've lacked. We've, we've given up 10 or 12 minutes, and then that costs us the game. So as soon as we can play in 60 minutes, we can take over. So. All right. Well, Tristan, really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, um, really kind of impressed with you and your teammates of how you handled the whole situation and merit and the way you've bonded together and helped out the community. So best of luck to you and your teammates and excited to see you at the All-Star Tournament in January. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. What would you call a new crispy chicken sidekick made by Subway sandwich experts? With seasoned chicken breast free from artificial flavors, a crispy golden brown coating, and freshly prepared just for you? At Subway, we call it the complete package. Introducing our new crispy chicken sidekick. Only $3.99, only at Subway, and only here for a limited time. Subway, eat fresh. Freshly prepared for your order. Limited time at participating restaurants. Extras additional plus tax. Thank you very much to Tristan Allen for joining us. All right, last but not least, we have our final interview. We speak with Lake Superior State University goalie and former Salmon Arm Silverback Ethan Langenegger. Langenegger is in his sophomore year at Lake Superior and is enjoying quite a successful year. He was just named the CCHA Goaltender of the Week for the second week in a row after he picked up two shutouts in three games, including one against the number one ranked Minnesota State University. We cover his transition to college hockey from junior 
his time in the BCHL, and what the dynamic is like in the dressing room at Lake Superior with 11 BCHL alumni on the roster. All right, Ethan, this is your second year of college hockey with Lake Superior State. Uh, But I wanted to go back to last year, actually, when you were a freshman. Uh, How did you find the transition to college uh, Division I hockey? Uh, It was good. It's obviously a little bit of a jump. Just everything kind of happens faster. So it's just kind of getting that uh, the first couple of months there, just adapting to the the change of speed and just just realizing that things happen a split second quicker and you you just have to adapt to that. But it's uh, it's been really good. And uh, when you were, it was coming down to, to time to, to make the decision where you wanted to play college hockey, uh, why did you end up choosing Lake Superior? Yeah, so the, first off, the coaching staff just seemed really good, and I couldn't be happier with them so far. It's, it's been it's a really good environment to play in. I feel like I've been able to grow so far, and I'll be able to grow a lot more moving forward. But um, also just saw a really good opportunity to play. You know, as a sophomore, I've already been able to play a good amount of college hockey, which not a lot of goalies get to do. So it's uh, it's been it was just a really good opportunity for me, and I couldn't be happier to be here. Yeah, and what about you mentioned kind of getting acclimated to the new scenery and everything like that? But what about the change in routine um, from being a junior hockey player to being a student athlete, and maybe the the increased focus on education? How has that transition been like for you? Yeah, that was a big one. It was probably harder than the on-ice stuff just because having two years off school, you kind of get used to the junior hockey experience a bit. So that transition was a little tough. But w- once you kind of get into the swing of things, you realize you just have to manage your time and, and make sure you can uh, give yourself time to focus on both of those things. So last year in your freshman year, you played in six games and you did really well. You had good numbers, but did you find it a little bit difficult only playing six games? I know that's that's pretty common for a freshman goalie to not carry the load or anything like that. But how did you approach that and um, having, I guess, more practice time than you did playing time? Yeah, it was. It was definitely a a bit of an adjustment. I got to play a lot in my two years in the BCHL. So it was a little bit I kind of knew that going in, though, we had a really good goalie uh mike richter finalist obviously merrick smitten's here so i kind of knew obviously i wouldn't get to play a ton but uh it, it was a bit of an adjustment but really it was it was honestly probably the best thing for me because i kind of got to just really ease my way in and, and find my game without being thrown right into it right away and being able to learn from a great goalie like like mitzi there was was also huge for me yeah what kind of things did you learn from him was he able to teach you things or was it mostly just you watching him play what kind of things did you take from his game yeah i mean he was a great teammate and we talked lots got to room with him on the road a lot too but mostly just watching kind of seeing how he is his approach to the game and he had a really uh a professional mindset i guess i would say and that's something you really need to develop when you come into college hockey so that was a it was it was awesome to play with him and uh yeah, just a great experience to learn from such a good goalie. And this year has been a lot different. You've pretty much been carrying the load for the team. You've already made 13 appearances. Uh, so do you change your approach at all um, uh, this year compared to last year, given that you're playing so much more? Um, not too much, no. I think it's just having, a, like I said, that pro mentality. It's it's a shorter season than junior hockey, too. So you're only playing two games a weekend. So it's not it's nothing too crazy. It's just getting back into that rhythm of, of consistent starts and, and really just kind of finding that, that consistency in my game that I, that I want to be at. So this past week you were just named uh, CCHA goaltender of the week for the second week in a row. Uh, you have two shutouts in your last three games. Uh, obviously you've been feeling good out there, but in your opinion, what's been working so well for you? 
I think it's just getting more and more comfortable with every weekend. Like you said, last year, I didn't get uh, the chance to play a whole lot. So it's just finding that, that uh, just getting more and more comfortable, I guess, as the season goes on. And I feel like I've gotten myself into a rhythm and it's, uh, it's just about ma- maintaining that now. And just going back a couple weeks ago, um, before you, you earned that first goalie of the week honor, you, you shut out the number one ranked team uh, in college hockey at the time, Minnesota State University. Um, how special was that game for you, knowing that you were such a big reason for the win and it was against such a, a high quality opponent? Yeah, it was really special. They're, they're a hell of a hockey team. They're obviously uh, one in the number, uh, number one in the nation for a reason. And, uh, it was just huge. It was huge for me and it was huge for our team, just giving us the confidence that we know we can beat anyone. And uh, the boys really put a good effort in there. Like we, uh, we, we locked it down and it, it was a great feeling for everyone in that room to get a win against such a good team. So just looking at the standings right now, your team sits right around the 500 mark. You're about middle of the pack in, in the conference standings. So uh, when you take kind of a big picture look at the team this year and, and the, how the roster is built and, and how you've played, uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, the team overall this season? Yeah, I think it's been a little up and down. We've had some COVID troubles and some injury troubles. So we played some pretty shorthanded weekends, which didn't help us out too much in terms of our record. But I, I have full confidence in our group. I think we have a really good team. We had a lot of roster turnover, so we have a lot of freshmen coming in. So it was, it was a big, uh, big change from last year. But but we have a great team, and I couldn't be more confident in our group that we're gonna find a way to have some really good success this year down the stretch. So I want to go back to your time in the BCHL as well, and uh, you played two full seasons for the Salmon Arm Silverbacks from 2018 to 2020. Uh, so when you think back on those two years, what stands out to you the most about your time in the BCHL, and specifically with Salmon Arm? Uh, yeah, it was an unbelievable experience. Two of the best years of my life. Obviously, it's a great league to showcase your skills if you're looking for a, for a scholarship to the to the United States. So I, I couldn't, uh, I wouldn't do anything differently. Obviously, going back and Salmon Arm was an unbelievable spot to play. Coaches I had there, everything how they run their organization, it, it's it's an unbelievable spot. So I, I'm proud to say that I'm a Silverbacks alumni and a BCH alumni. Yeah, and I've talked to some other goalies that have come through the BCHL and are in college now. And one thing that's come up a few times is the fact that the BCHL is known as such an offensive league and goalies kind of see that as an ideal situation to be in to prove themselves or maybe sharpen their game against uh, some higher end shooters and scorers. So did you find that to be the, the same way? It's, was it attractive to you to play in the BCHL just because of uh, it's such an offensive league? I mean, that's a, that's a big part of it. It's, it's a, it's a great, great to develop as a goalie. You know, there's some nights where you're going to see a lot of shots There's some really good offensive teams in that league. And yeah, it was just the the perfect spot for me to develop and, and, uh, get myself ready to, to advance. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing again. It was, it was a great experience, but yeah, that it being such an offensive league really, really does prepare you for anything moving forward. So I know you're a couple years out though, but have you been following the league this year? I know your your team in Salmon Arm there has gotten off to a pretty good start. Have you been following that or chatting with some of the guys? I know there's probably not a ton of them left still, but um, have you been following it? I have, yeah. I know Salmon Arm's got a great team this year. I'm always going to cheer for them to to have success. So I, I hope they can bring a, a BCHL home there. But uh, it's it's always fun to just look back and see see how all the teams are doing and stuff. So I like to keep up with it as much as I can. What do you think of their new uniforms? 
Oh, those are sick. I, I wish <laughs> I could have uh, been there long enough to get into the purple ones. Those, yeah. are, those are pretty awesome. Yeah, you just missed it. Hey, yeah, they're pretty nice. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, um, so just bringing it back to, to present day and, and college hockey now before we finish. Uh, so Lake Superior, Superior State is a team with 11 former BCHL players on the roster, uh, including yourself, obviously. So what's it like in the room with so many guys that are, are obviously familiar with each other, playing together, playing against one each other? Uh, playing against one another um what's that dynamic like are you guys chirping each other uh what's the dynamic like in the dressing room yeah we're always talking about uh old games that we played against each other and stuff and just kind of life in the bchl all the all the stuff that goes on there so we were just we, we like to reminisce about it a lot and there's definitely some some rivalries and we chirp back and forth a bit about some of our old games and matchups against each other Last question for you, just kind of a, a bigger picture thing. When you're uh, looking ahead here for the rest of the season, um, what do you think the the team needs to do going forward to climb over that 500 mark and maybe uh, gain some ground on some of the teams that are ahead of you in the standings? Yeah, I think we just need to to find a consistent consistency in our game a little bit. I, like we've seen flashes of being uh, an unbeatable team, and we just need to we just need to really dial that in. Uh, for 60 minutes at a time and see, and string together games. Obviously, like I said, we went through a bit of a rough patch with injuries and illnesses and stuff. So that kind of put a little bit of a hinder on our season at the time. But uh, you know, we're back to full full strength pretty much, and and, and we just got to find that consistency. That's the biggest thing for us because I know we have what it takes, and we have a lot of belief in our locker room that we can uh, do what we did last year and win another conference championship, and hopefully even go a little further than that. All right, Ethan. Well, really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Um, Congrats on your success this year and best of luck going forward. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Josie. Appreciate it. All right, that does it. That's another episode of the BCHL podcast. Thank you so much to all of my guests. Ethan Langenegger, who you just heard from, Matthew Wood of the Victoria Grizzlies, and Tristan Allen from the Merritt Centennials. Another thank you to our producer, Greg Ballack, for putting this thing together. And of course, a thank you to our presenting sponsor, and that is Subway. If you're looking to stay up to date on all things BCHL, be sure to follow us on our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at BC Hockey League. And you can also find all the information you need on the league at bchl.ca. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening, and we will talk to you again next time.